and this is Maine Current's independent local news, views, and culture for Wednesday, November 9th, 2016. I'm Amy Brown. Today we are having our final roundtable discussion with our multi-partisan panel of guests, most of whom have been joining me here on Maine Current since spring. The only real rule we've had is that we would keep things civil, keeping in mind that regardless of how the elections went, we would still be all be neighbors. And this crew has done incredibly well with that, despite their political differences. And so have our callers. So uh, thanks to all of you for being able to do that and to demonstrate that it can be done, because there really aren't a lot of examples in the media of people with different political views as completely divergent as we have in this room talking to each other in a civil way instead of just yelling at each other and trying to talk over each other. So thank you all for that. And today we're going to get reactions to the election results from the panelists here in the studio and from you, our listeners, alternating between phone calls and talking to folks here. They're going to take turns. The phone number is 469-0500. Again, 469-0500. Or you can call toll-free at one 866 Six two five nine three seven eight. And if that wasn't enough numbers to throw at you all at once, I'm going to tell you just quickly at the beginning here that you can also make a pledge. It's our pledge drive. This phone uh, line goes into the other room where people are will take your call at one eight hundred six four three six two seven three. Again, 1-800-643-6273. Support independent media here on your community radio station. That's the last time I'm going to do that until the end of the show. The numbers I'll be giving up for the rest of the time will be for the call-in. And we're going to start our go-around now and have people in the studio introduce themselves and give their reactions to uh, the results last night, starting with Betsy Gerald. I am Betsy Gerald. I'm the, until Friday, when my contract ends, I am the New England Regional Coordinator for the Stein Baraka campaign. I'm a past state party chair for the Green Party here in the state of Maine. And, and I decided to talk about things that I'm happy about from yesterday. There's lots of hand motions going on in the studio, guys. So. Just keep going. Okay. So I'm happy that ranked choice voting passed. That's great. That's a that's really good for small parties, and it's good. I think it'll be good for the state of Maine. I think it's good for, for democracy in general, that that folks are, are going to be able to get beyond the spoiler, um, the spoiler fears. Um, I'm happy that several of my favorite legislators and one of my new favorite legislators won their race last year. Yesterday, um, congratulations to Paige Ziegler. You worked hard. You earned it, buddy. Congratulations. Glad that um, Troy Jackson went up in the county. I'm glad that Craig Hickman won in, in Winthrop. I'm glad that Ralph Chapman won down on the peninsula. Glad that Michelle Dumphy won up in Old Town. Um, I'm really glad that, that we have the potential for the first female president to be elected in the year that's exactly 100 years from when women got the vote. So in 2020, we'll have the chance to elect our first female president. I'm happy with the results of the Green Party um, campaign because we got a million votes, which is three times what we got last time around. So if we keep tripling our vote count every time, we're going we're gonna to do all right. Um, and... Yeah, so now I'm going to pass it off to Tim. All right, thanks. And again, the phone number, if you'd like to join us at any time, listeners, the phone number is 469-0500, 469-0500, or 1-800, sorry, 1-866-625-9378. Call in and give us your reactions to how the uh, elections turned out. You're up next, Tim. Okay, Tim Wilson from Belfast, Maine. I'm a third-degree burner turned Green and Stein supporter. Um, and I think uh, since the beginning of this campaign, uh, 
Mr. Trump has said he's a winner, and today uh, I would say that statement is vindicated. Uh, there is no question that he has was underestimated by everyone. Uh, I also think that he has been under the most withering media storm in history uh, and has weathered through it uh, all. I've been on the receiving end of that as part of the pro campaign. I certainly saw it with the Ron Paul campaign and now with uh, the Donald Trump campaign. He came through it uh, in fine form. And then finally, you know, I uh, don't want to hear anything about third parties being spoilers in this election <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's the Democrats didn't show up. Uh, 65 million people showed up for Barack Obama and in 2012, and so far 59 have showed up for Hillary Clinton. So it's uh, all on the Dems on this one. All right. Any of the other uh, election results that you want to weigh in on? Well, I, I absolutely agree. With, you know, Ranked choice voting was my second most important thing on the ballot. It opens up. It gives people more political voice uh, and the ability to express a more nuanced vote than uh, one, one vote, one person. Uh, and so I, I think that's a tremendous victory for Maine. I think it'll service all well in both primaries and in the general elections uh, going forward. I think it's a win for, for everybody. All right. You are up next, Ken. Let me give the phone number again, 469-0500. Both phone lines are open now. If you'd like to join us here on Main Currents and let us know your response as listeners to any of the races last night or just in general, Ken Gleason's up next. Yeah. Hi, uh, Ken Gleason here. I'm a I'm a long-term independent that joined up with the Democrats, um, supporting Hillary, and uh, I've been unhesitatingly supporting her. I I was uh, I was a, I guess I'm called a Bernie first burner or something like that because I I really like first him. degree burner first degree burner. Anyhow. Um, where to begin on 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 the referendums? I'm I'm glad it looks like marijuana is going to be legalized. I think that's something. Uh, I I see that as prohibition, and uh, I I think people should be encouraged to be responsible, not stopped by government uh, and things like that. And uh, I we're not sure yet about the number two, but I, I'm in favor of that. Minimum wage, that's great, and uh, and also the uh, the ranked choice voting. I think that's very good. I'm I'm disappointed about the uh, gun control. I think that was a very reasonable and well thought out uh, proposition, uh, and uh, would have helped things. Wouldn't have solved everything, but would have helped. What else? Now the big thing, of course, for me is uh, grief over Hillary's uh, demise. Um, I really, the more I learned about her, the more I liked her, and uh, and uh, I think she's very dedicated and very competent. And however, I was uh, I was uh, I was awake at 3:45 this morning, and I'm so glad I was because I got to hear Donald's uh, acceptance speech once he was called and. Uh, I was I was very encouraged by that. I mean, it, it seemed like a different person talking. I don't know how many people have have heard that, but he was uh, you know, low toned. He was appreciative of his people, his family. He he gave Hillary a very very good compliment. He was not uh, he was not the Donald that uh, we've been seeing, 
and he talked about coming together. He talked about uh, being the president for all Americans, and uh, it was just what I wanted to hear, and it uh, it allayed a lot of my fears about the guy, um, and uh, it it made me wonder to what extent a lot of the things he said during the campaign was uh, was theater. Um, he is clearly a master of the media and uh, a showman superior, and, and it worked. He, he really rallied people and had an enthusiasm that uh, is quite, uh, quite remarkable. Um, going forward, my thoughts are that, you know, we should hold him to this kind of a thing and uh, working together and uh, making the world a better place. He also expressed a, a real vision and uh, positiveness. So I'm, I'm encouraged. Though I mean, still I can't forget so many things he said, and uh, and apparent disregard for the truth of a lot of facts. But uh, I feel better. And again, I you know I was it was happy to see all the supporters so happy, and and some even crying with joy. I you know there are people that care and. Uh, and if, if he didn't do anything else, he, he, you know, addressed a whole lot of people that have had a lot of things bothering them. And I think that's very valid. All right. Thanks, Ken. Mm. And again, we don't have any callers, but if you'd like to join us at any point, the number is 469-0500, 469-0500. Thomas White, you are up next. My name is Thomas White. I'm the current uh, chairman of the College Republicans at Maine Maritime Academy. Uh, I'm speechless. It was, this is my first presidential election, and I can honestly say I did not see this coming. I, I thought that Clinton uh, had a pretty good chance heading into the night, and uh, I, was, I was preparing for the worst, but as Ohio, North Carolina, Florida, those states started to turn red, I realized that, okay, we, uh, we have this. Uh, I want to congratulate uh, Congressman Bruce Poliquin. Uh, pretty proud of him. If you're listening, shake and bake, Bruce. Um, and I want to. Is wanna, that a code? No. Nah, <laughs> when I campaigned for him two years ago, we used to talk about movies on the campaign trail, and we always talked about Tal- uh, Talladega Nights. Uh-huh. So that was one of those uh, references in there. And um, then I want to also congratulate Carl Ward. Uh, he did a good job, and Nancy Caldwell, uh, she came up short against Representative Chapman, but uh, it was within, uh, last time I saw it was 500 votes, so that was a, that was a pretty, pretty close race, and all the other Republicans across the state, uh, good job, so, uh, and the No on Three campaign, they, they came through, so, uh, educated yeah, so. no one three is the uh, for anyone who's listening doesn't remember is the uh, background taxi on private gun sales. Thanks, Thomas. We've, we're going to stop and take a call, and then Renee will be up next. And again, the phone number is four six nine zero five hundred. If you'd like to join us on Main Currents today, we've got our multipartisan panel here in the studio meeting for one last time to uh, wrap things up and talk about how the elections turned out. Yo, welcome to Main Currents. Good afternoon. This is Yo in Tremont. Now the last hurrah has been heard, I'd like to share a few thoughts about politics. In 1956, after an unsuccessful bid for the presidency, Adlai Stevenson opined 
people tend to get the government they deserve. Here's another. It doesn't matter whom the people vote for. They always vote for us. Joseph Stalin. And my favorite, as democracy is perfected, the office of the president represents more and more closely the inner soul of the people. On some great and glorious day, the plain folks of the land will reach their heart's desire at last, and the White House will be occupied by a downright fool and a complete narcissistic moron. Henry Mencken, Baltimore Evening Sun, July 26, 1920. Thank you for putting on this program, and thank you to everyone for supporting Community Radio. Thanks, Joe. Those interesting historic quotes put things a little bit in context. Uh, again, the phone number is 469-0500. If you have anything you'd like to add to that or any reactions to the elections last night, we're going to hear from our last panelist who hasn't checked in yet, Renee Trust, who has started out as a libertarian-leaning Republican, then she turned into a Republican-leaning libertarian. Then last <coughs> week she shifted gears again, so she's got quite the independent streak. How did things turn out for you, and what, are, what, how do you think, what do you think about how it came out? Yeah, it's been an interesting ride, and, and for those of you that don't know, I, I uh, jumped on the Trump train. So, um, you know, I, uh, I thought long and hard about my decision, uh, my voting decision. I, I had felt betrayed by Bill Weld, who um, vouched for Hillary Clinton, and, um, and then I, what I thought about was the, you know, Supreme Court picks. That, that was the thing that swayed me the most because I'm a grandmother. And whatever, you know, decisions we make today, we leave for our children and grandchildren. And um, so I, I feel good about that. I felt, um, I felt very relieved when, having made a decision. And, um, and still, uh, you know, and I always appreciate Yo's, Yo's calling in with his, and with his quotes in particular. I have, I have one, one more quote, um, you know, from, from Mark Twain. It's easier to fool people than to convince them that they've been fooled. Mm. for what that's worth. Um, it was an exciting night. I went to the Bruce Poliquin um, victory party like I did two years ago, and it was nice to see a repeat performance of that, although I left at midnight um, and before the, the race was called because I just, you know, I have to work in the morning. I am. Uh, I woke up this morning to, you know, some election results, and I'm, and I'm pretty disturbed about the... Um, about the referendum questions, I think five referendum questions is is just too much. What, what I think bore out with the results, uh, where um, question three was was defeated, was that that was the one that people were actually educated about. I feel there was a lack of education about all the other ones because people were so focused on that one, and I think that's what happens when there are too many referendums on one ballot. And um, I, I think that's very disappointing. I still think that ranked choice voting is a big social experiment that's going to be a big waste of time. I also think it's going to be challenged immediately. I'm, I'm very glad to hear that the legalizing of marijuana will not go into effect for a year. I, I'm not in favor of it. I, I do not want my grandchild getting his hands on those gummies. Yeah, I've been hearing that it's January 2017 that it will go into effect. That's what I mean, a year. A year. That's a couple. Like oh my yeah. God! I there's, guess it's not. There's different parts of it. I think. Yeah, and there's going to be some some okay. details to work on in that. So that's a mess too, and 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 um, <laughs> and I think that. 
people, what happens is that people go into the voting booth, they read the question as written, and it sounds good. It sounds good, but it doesn't go into all the unintended consequences and the larger repercussions of of um, what the bill. And um, people were just not educated about it. And I think if they knew the truth about these things, they wouldn't be so quick to vote for them. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I guess that's uh, I'll leave it there. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Renee. MJ in Belfast, welcome to Maine Currents. We have a couple of calls lined up, so let's talk to both of them, and then we'll uh, pause and give the phone number again. Welcome, MJ. Hi. Thank you for having the show all the time. Um, I wanted to thank Betsy for uh, chairing the running the, the Green Party. Um, I was so glad to have Jill Stein to vote for as an alternative to Bernie, whom I, I basically bled for all, all the past year and a half. Um, as a, the only person out there with any authenticity. Um, it really wasn't a democratic uh, process. There was collusion throughout with the DNC, with the media, uh, with the democratic establishment, and with the president. Um, and so it was stolen from us, and this is the result. Um, she was not a good candidate from the start, and uh, way too much baggage, and it, from my point of view, absolutely positively not um, anti-feminist or anti-woman or misogyny and no misogyny on this on my part um she was not a good candidate and i was happy to vote for jill stein hoping that she would get her five percent um i've called the white house and the dnc numerable times including just today to say that if they really wanted to do the right thing they should go out to standing rock president obama should plant himself out there with the water protectors and stand with them and do the right thing and stop that pipeline and had hillary gone out there it would have made a huge difference to so many of us. So thank you to those of you that are out there. Um, if you want to get motivated, there's lots of different ways, but um, this is kind of a very contemporary way, TYT, the Young Turks, Wolfpack.join. It's about getting money out of politics. Diane Russell's part of that. Kank from the, T- from the Young Turks. You can go to YouTube and put in TYT, Wolfpack.join. It's really about getting motivated now and being an activist, truly and, and really, if you have issues with the, uh, this new presidency that's coming down the pike and you want to uh, fight for the issues that you, matter to you, that's one place to look for ways to get involved. Thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. MJ. Thank you, MJ. And we have Bill in uh, Camden up next. Welcome to Maine Currents, Bill. Hi. Um, just some comments on earlier comments. Uh, as far as Supreme Court justice, I feel the opposite feeling in terms of Trump being elected. I think it's going to be a disaster in terms of uh, women's right to choose uh, and also uh, Citizens United, which Hillary uh, had pledged to turn over. Um, so uh, I, I did read uh, Trump's speech, and he said some very nice words, but I've seen him on one day say some very nice things and the next uh, do the opposite. So uh, I would love to believe what he said, but I'm very skeptical and concerned with the future, especially climate change, which he says he does not believe in. So that's what I have to say. Thanks for calling, Mike. Or uh, Bill, sorry, Mike is up next, and the phone number is 469-0500. If you have your radio on, you'll need to turn it off before we put you through so we don't get a feedback loop. Again, 469-0500. We do have one phone line open if you'd like to join us on Main Currents. Uh, did anyone want to uh, respond to anything Bill had to say before we move on to talking to Mike real quick? 
Kane Gleason. Yeah, I just I just want to underline the, my concern about the money in politics. Uh, I think that's really huge, and I'd really like to encourage uh, the next president and the next Congress to address that. Um, really huge. I mean, you heard criticism of the politicians. Oh, they're always trying to raise money. Well, they are, but that's because the system requires it. And, uh, I, I, you know, that is a huge root of our problems, I think. Okay. Thanks. Let's go to... Let, I just something. want to say you had the opportunity to vote for a non-corporate party that doesn't take any PAC money or any corporate money because we were there. We were on the ballot. Okay, we've got but a, but we've who got had a, no chance we, for uh, any power to do anything about but, it? Okay, we've got a caller waiting, so let's take the call. Mike in Swanville, thanks for your patience. Welcome to Maine Currents. Oh, thank you very much. Um, I'm glad to be on this last episode. I happen to be here at this time, and I'm very grateful. Uh, I did I did want to just say what I thought about Trump being elected, and I, I seem to think that it doesn't make any difference between Trump and Clinton because the money power behind the throne is is really what's, what's operative and what's going to rule through the administrative branch, regardless of who the, the president appears to be. And I, I think confirming this, is what your esteemed panelist's observation that Trump seemed like a different guy when he was giving a deceptive speech, who was allaying your fears and trying to build a consensus. Well, you know, you're, you should worry because one of those two people isn't the real one, or maybe both aren't, but you know he's a liar. And what you got is essentially a script. These guys are just getting handed a very well-written script that's been like, it's a product of mind control psychological research of, like, exactly how to break you down, exactly. It's, it's all part of it. It's tied even to advertising and other types of suggestions. It's a pro you're, so you're getting a product. You're not really getting a leader. And it's the same product you were going to get either way. And interestingly, though, Russia is ready to restore relations with the United States now that there's a good man in there. And I've been wondering about this because I figure they want to provoke a civil war. They give all kinds of signals that they want to provoke a civil war. Who, who does? Um, the Russians, the, mon are you the money power, the money power in the U.S. Uh, it's transnational, but it's in the U.S. as okay. well, and I'm, I'm sure it has its own local flavor to whatever extent one can say that's true. But um, the the what I think is they've been trying to provoke a civil war, and I know with Hillary they could do it. She could say, "Oh well, we signed a small arms treaty. Let's grab the gun." Now that would start a civil war, but that would start a civil war where you might find a whole section of the population against the government that you don't want against the government, like, oh, the right-wing people, right, with the gun. But if you bring in a Trump for president, and then you have your professional communist agitators who are, like, uh, always prowling around the fringes of the animal liberation front or, the, you know, whatever kind of protests who are actually really hard, like, hardline crazies, those people and are maybe being paid or guided to do this, they start trouble. you got the perfect government to crack down on it. And then when they need help cracking down on it, my God, they could get access to Russian U.N. support, you know? So uh, I'm, afra I'm afraid everybody on the left better be on their best behavior because, quite honestly, if this is really a replay of the 30s, as some have suggested, then the outrageous behavior of far-left groups gives, you know, far-right groups the reason to be trenchant and to take measures and do all that stuff. So everybody be nice. All right. Th thank you for your call, Mike. And we have Kathy and Waldo. Thank you for your patience, Kathy. You're up next on Main Currents, and the phone number is 4690500 if you'd like to join us, listeners. 
We have Kathy? Yes, hello. Hey, Kathy, welcome Sorry. to Main Currents. Sorry, this is the last one of these. They've been very enlightening, and a credit to WERU for its public service in these kind of programs. It's a credit to all of these folks who've been coming in every time. I appreciate them. Thank you, yeah, Kathy. Certainly. You're welcome. What I want to talk about is a sort of a to bounce off of Tim Wilson's comment about the press. And I agree that it has shown um, no courage, no depth of um, awareness of the questions that should be asked of candidates. Take, for instance, Hillary's um, terrible comeback to Bernie Sanders when he said, Israel should um, try to do something for the Palestinians. And Hillary jumped all over him for that. And and did anybody in the press, you know, um, make that one of the questions in the debates? Did the news media, you know, really examine that? How about Honduras? When um, she, as Secretary of State, uh, rushed to recognize those who had overthrown the legitimately governed, uh, elected government of Honduras and immediately sent Honduras more military aid. There was no real follow-up. Those were the kind of things that people had a right to really grill her on. And they didn't do it. They were all about the scandals and the sleaze and... You know, the sort of he said, she said, uh, you know, somebody flowing blood. They failed us. They failed us miserably. So I'd like to hear your people comment about that. Great. Thanks, Kathy. And uh, Renee's pulled the microphone over. Renee yes. Crest. Yes, I have to agree wholeheartedly with that. I, I think what um, you're describing is journalism, and, and we're experiencing a big lack of that. Uh, the the press is the for profit media. Period. They're they're into sensationalism and and maybe they're driving a narrative, whatever narrative they want. I don't know, but it's it's all about the money. It's all about the power. And weren't they wrong about Trump? <laughs> about the, the 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 rise of the deplorables, we'll say, because um, we just experienced a massive movement, and everybody was wrong about it, including me. Oh, it's about access, too. I mean, yeah. at that level with the media, they know they won't get access if they don't play softball. So, uh, Betsy, yeah, you was, look like it, you want to say something. And it was the pollsters that were really the most wrong. I mean, the media was just reporting what the pollsters were telling them, and the pollsters weren't polling the guys your age. They, you know, they, they, they weren't polling the 18 to 49-year-olds, and so they missed a big chunk. But I was listening to um, another radio sta- uh, station. Uh, <gasps> I do that occasionally. Donate to WERU, yes. Um, but, and they were talking about tribal media, about how the media has devolved into it's a, there's only right-wing media and left-wing media anymore, and, and there's no middle, and there's no conversation going on, and I think that's the saddest thing that has happened and we and we talked about that before um when before we went on the air that this is like, thomas White. i was explaining that even watching fox news last night watching the results come in by the time that north carolina ohio florida started coming into play for trump their their faces i mean it told the story like they were sh- they were shocked even the what's considered the uh right-wing media i think 
didn't see this coming. I think I'm um, the only one who wasn't so. shocked last night. Ken Gleason, <laughs> did you want to say something before we take our next call? Oh, right. Um, yeah, with regard to the press, I, I don't think they're evil. I think they uh, certainly have plenty of room for improvement. But one question I have when we talk about the money in the elections, uh, how much of it goes to the, uh, to the broadcasters? Mm -hmm. I, I, my, my, I suspect it's a huge Yeah, Yeah, there's all that advertising, yeah. all those TV commercials. Well, more than that, it's, it's the money that, that the poor congressmen have to spend three, four hours a day raising once they get to Washington. Um, so just and, another fact. And CD2 was the most, uh, from what I've been told, was the most expensive uh, congressional race in U.S. history. Okay, I thought it was just in Maine history. No, but I heard it was U.S. history wow. now. Oh, so. Stephen Swanville, welcome to Maine Currents. And if you would like to join us, listeners, 469-0500, we're talking about reactions to the elections with our multipartisan panel here on Maine Currents. Go ahead, Stephen. Yes, hi. Uh, I just got in, so I missed most of your uh, panel uh, discussion. But, you know, I found um, I had a very tough time uh, making my decisions uh, during uh, this election process. And I had, I've been watching it. You know, I've been listening to all the people on all the sides, especially this Trump supporters. Then I did some of my own research, and I, I found out some interesting stuff that, you know, you guys probably already know. You know, that everything, uh, Trump sort of came in on, on one issue, corruption in politics, which is, which is valid. But, but no one looked at him as a person. If you look at his, own, his whole life history, you'll see that he was totally corrupt himself in business. And he was an opportunist and a liar. And so, so it was the, I think it was the idea of, of it, the people wanted a champion, many of the people, you know, who voted for him, and, and they didn't care that this man wasn't that person. And it was found that, I found it very interesting that everything that he was accusing Hillary of and pointing his fingers of, he was guilty of the same thing in his own ways. And it came out during the election process, all, all the stuff that he did, you know, in terms of Trump University being a total scam and, and poor people losing their money. And he didn't care. You know, his whole life he didn't care about people. He was just looking out for himself. So, um, you know, what's going to happen uh, now? I don't know. The only thing, uh, the thing that I, I was worried about is that now we have, uh, you know, Trump as president and a Republican uh, a Congress completely. So I think uh, a lot of the liberal agenda is going to kind of go down the tubes. And during the election, when I said I had the hard times because I'm not a straight liberal. You know, I had some, uh, I'm 70 years old now. I was a hippie and I was in, you know, I, you know, I was a protester. I took over the buildings in the 1960s, you know, with the, in college. But I also got into other issues. So I decided that in terms of who to vote for is to pick your issue, you know, and decide on that issue. And I'm very glad that, you know, I voted for, uh, for Hillary, you know, even though I had one or two problems with, with some of her positions. But I'm saying, I, I think it's perspective. I mean, and, you know, everyone has their, and, and, and really what I'm trying to say, we're not living in, in, in the world of reason anymore. It's all ideology. Mm -hmm. Thanks, and, you. Yeah, I'm trying to say, so my point is, you know, I don't know where we're going to go from here, but I, found, I find it very perplexing. I think, even I heard today that I think that um, 
I think she may have won the popular vote, and that would be Yes, she did. Yes. Thank, thank you for your call, Stephen. We're going to have to take a break at, the, at this point, but thanks for your call, and we are going to take a quick pledge drive break and turn it over to the other studio to John and Matt. Thank you very much, Amy. And this is a Pledge Time, 1-800-643-6273. You're listening to Maine Currents. And if you're into this uh, discussion, then think about how you might be able to help to make sure it happens in the future. 1-800-643-6273 is a way for you to make that happen. And we hope that you'll go to the phones now. A great deal of credit goes to the people who have been participating in this program for the last several months. It's really great that uh, they've come in and been, been willing to put themselves out there on WERU for folks to listen to and to participate in through the phones. We really appreciate their support by participating the way they did. We really appreciate your support. 1-800-643-6273. That's 1-800-643-6273. You can also pledge online at weru.org. And again, everything you can do, anything you can do to help, whether it's to become a new member, which we really appreciate, whether it's to make an additional gift or become a sustaining member, it all helps to make this kind of programming possible it's it's really only possible because of your support and matt i think um, because this is so interesting and so much uh, involving a, a a real now subject i'm just going to say the number one more time maybe you can say it one more time too and then we got to go back in there all right 1-800-643-6273 here's amy I'll listen to you guys. Quite a chorus in there. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like a Greek chorus? <laughs> We're going to shift gears a little bit in the second half hour, and uh, people can still call in and talk about you know their reaction to things. But we also want to shift gears before we wrap up into talking about where do we go from here and get some ideas from our panel here in the studio. But uh, as we do, we're going to take calls. The number is 469-0500 to call the studio line. Again, 469-0500 if you'd like to join the discussion. Or the toll-free number to do that is 1-866-625-9378. David in Brooklyn, welcome to Maine Currents. Hi, thanks for the show. Uh, thanks for all the coverage you've done. And, uh, thanks for calling. It's been helpful. Uh, especially the, the musical interlude last night. Uh, I think it's important to remember now as we're recovering from the tremendous several months of uh, personality baiting that uh, what's important is the principles and not the personality. And, uh, you know, I hope that we can finally relax the spotlight on the uh, individual involved and begin to think a little bit about what they might represent. I was uh, gratified to actually uh, research the um, Gettysburg Address. Uh, I was a little surprised that I hadn't heard more about it. Uh, what, what, which were you didn't hear, understand what you said? It's called the Gettysburg Address. Uh, <laughs> Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Oh, yes. Most, sure. it, most everybody is. <laughs> Good. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, I think what we saw in this election was the defeat of the the intellectual elite by the population of America. And I think there's a lesson we need to take from that, and it is to try to regain whatever credibility we might have once had as the educated minority, uh, and being able to help us all think through the difficult issues which 
face us all today. As someone said in the course of this ruckus that we've been listening to, uh, it's all very well to say uh, the problem is a lack of education. But uh, the only way to cure that problem is to, to, to instill a desire for education. And if we now represent ourselves as the, the injured uh, aristocracy and, you know, uh, uh, spend uh, any of our precious time uh, putting down the, uh, the uh, uh, ne'er-do-wells, uh, who uh, elected this clown, uh, 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 quote, um, we're making a great mistake. Uh, you know, these, the people that elected Donald Trump are my friends and my neighbors, and I, I need to build bridges to them like I never have before. And um, I intend to do that as we go on into these next few months. I was very gratified to hear the... Uh, the, the, David, can you, you can know. you wrap up your thoughts? Yep, I'm glad to hear what, what Obama and Trump and Hillary said, uh, because I think it was a, it was a step toward pulling uh, uh, ourselves together. All right. Thank- uh, two issues. One issue. Uh, quickly, quickly. Uh, you know, this is what this is one thing that came out, you know, both in Poliquin and in Donald. We can't be having this TPP nonsense. You there? Yeah, yeah, but you need yeah. to wrap up because you've been on for quite a while okay, and they well, want to uh, that's respond. One of, that's one of the main principles that I've taken away from the election is that we, we need to do something about our trade stance, and we now we have the chance, and I think that's a very good thing. Great. Thank so you. I celebrate that. Thank uh, you for your call, David. And uh, we're going to open up the phone line so let some more people get through. We only have 20 minutes left to the program. The number is 469-0500. Again, 469-0500. And we said we we're going to shift gears uh, at the break and start talking about how do we move ahead? What do we need to do to move ahead? I want to pose that question to the people here in the studio and see, uh, Thomas, you look like you're moving toward the microphone. Or were you, did yeah. you just accidentally no, do that? No, okay. Thomas no. Thomas um, So I talked, I talked to um, some of... Some students today, some faculty, some friends, um, some um, people that I know of growing up and have been a part of my lives that don't always agree with me. And we need to unify. Is uh, The Republicans have the House. They have the Senate. Uh, we have the governorship. We have the presidency. Uh, one of the uh, statistics that I saw was last time this happened was 1928. Uh, I haven't really looked much into it, but it's been, I mean, almost 100 years since the party has had this much power. Makes me nervous as a Republican because we have a lot of opportunity. We have a lot of um, uh, ability to make change happen. And if we if we fail... Uh, it's not good for the American people. It's not good for the party. And I think at this at this time, Donald Trump's first thing he needs to do is bring in uh, the leaders in both the House and the Senate and say, where are we going? What do we need to pass? And really pass a, you know, feel-good bill that everybody can agree on. Uh, like a – I mean, I'm a strong supporter of a flat tax, doing a 15% flat tax, no loopholes. Everybody pays – no matter if you're making, you know, a million dollars or a thousand dollars, you know, something like that. And maybe that's something that 
you look into as a as as the new leadership takes like a bipartisan yeah bipartisan bill that everybody can you know get on board and go forward with so you're listening to main currents on weru the phone number if you'd like to join the multi-partisan panel is four six nine oh five hundred betsy gerald i'm trying real hard not to be doom and gloom today but the what the what you just mentioned 1928 you know who president who the president was then Herbert Hoover, and you know what happened right after 1928? The Great Depression. So, I mean, I'm hoping history doesn't repeat itself. (laughs) Economic-wise, yeah. uh, Maybe that's why you're concerned. That's part of the reason you're concerned. You've got power, and with power comes responsibility, as we know from Spider-Man. And like Renee said, I mean, we have to hold hold their feet to the fire and make sure we're... uh, I mean, as a Republican, I... I have to make sure that my party is being responsible and I'm taking accountability for what they're doing in Washington, not just in Washington, but here in the state and around the country. It's Renee. Yeah. Um, the, the people got him in office and the people have to hold him accountable. That's, that's, that's our job now. Job one. And uh, go ahead, Ken Gleason, I just and then say, I think we'll have a phone call. Yeah, I'd like to say, Thomas, with Republicans like you around, I feel a heck of a lot better. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, again, the number is 469-0500 if you'd like to join us here on Main Currents. Lindy from Southwest Harbor, welcome to the program. Oh, God. I spent the whole day crying. I heard yeah, your program on it just ran up the stairs. Amy, uh, thank you so much and all the people there. Um, I do find it astounding that no one's – I want you talked about it earlier. No one's talking about the depth of racism – homophobia and sexism put out over the airwaves that the corporate media was blasting. Amy Goodman this morning said his first talk was denigrating the the, uh, Mexicans, calling them rapists and criminals. Then the next one was the woman came out and said he had accosted them, and he said, oh, it was just lock lock room, and just groped them a little bit, and still... There was no outrage. All the outrage was directed at Hillary, and that, I'm sorry. Yes, she has problems, but it was sexism. They've been after her for 25 years. They didn't want a black president, racism, and they certainly didn't want a woman president. And when I went to the polls yesterday, I was scared for my life. These men driving up with guns on their racks were so angry. They did not want a white bitch as president, and that was the brunt of really the hostility that people have directed towards Hillary. Today, I met a woman who was so, you know, worked for all the issues we believe in, and all she could talk about today was how awful Hillary was, and, you know, Bernie Sanders should have been the one that said, why are you talking about how awful Hillary is when how awful Trump is? I mean, she was a, she was a, uh, took the brunt of the sexism racism and homophobia and one last comment i cannot believe that while i speak thousands of children are being slaughtered in syria who now putin will be in bed with trump i don't hear anybody talking about that issue and that is a disgrace what kind of people are we i'm sorry for being so radically upset but i just cried all day long today and the only media i've called npr at least a dozen times they are so corporate now They've covered Trump, 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 and never gave Hillary the equal time. And I so much love WRU 
and uh, your work, Amy, is profound, and everybody that shows up for this program. And uh, where we go from here is so scary. Everything's on the line. Roe versus Wade, the Supreme Court, transgendered issues. She wants to do away with transgender bathrooms, uh, gay marriage. It's all up. And, uh, and the racism, Black Lives Matter, those people are so upset. So thanks for giving the people a voice. I appreciate it so much. Thank and you for calling, Lindy. Okay, I guess I guess Lindy's gone. The number is four six nine zero five hundred. If you have any comments, we have the last fifteen minutes of the program here, and we're starting to talk about how do we move ahead from here. Uh, Renee's pulled the microphone over. You want to respond to Lindy? Yeah, Lindy, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know, there's a lot of things that people aren't talking about, and one of them is the national debt. You know, this country, we need to get our economic engine roaring again, and we need to get people back to work. We need to get industry going again. And people will become independent when they're less dependent on the government. You know, um, it, I can I can express my dissatisfaction towards an individual without being labeled a sexist, a bigot, a homophobe. I mean, I I, I, I kind of get resentful about that. You know, I don't like Hillary Clinton because she's a criminal. I don't like her because she's a liar, not because she's a woman. And, um, and I think it's fair to point those things out. But, um, you know, our national debt is the biggest problem we face today as a country, and that's, that's the, the biggest thing that needs to be addressed. Thank you. So moving ahead, uh, Thomas, did you want to add something to that? I just want to also add, um, I, I have a big problem with that, um, just the sexist comment. I know plenty of women that voted for Donald Trump, um, my mom, my grandmother, um, and they were proud, proud to vote for him. Uh, they, they expressed to me that, yeah, he's not the perfect candidate. Uh, he's made mistakes. He's done stuff that's questionable. Um, but at the end of the day, when it comes to the policy of the economics, the industry, uh, that's what we need in the country right now where we're struggling uh for example like our mills are closing here in the state of maine and trump has linked that to nafta that you know we have we have trade policies that don't benefit the american worker anymore and we need to really look at that and make sure we are taking care of our own in that sense trade policies moving ahead looking at those looking at bipartisan bills those are a couple of the suggestions we've uh, talked about for moving ahead ken did you have something to add oh and let me just let listeners know one more time the phone numbers 469-0500 go ahead ken, yeah, ken quick, quickly i'm i'm no economist but um you know is the economy that bad our unemployment rate is very low stock markets at an all-time high um and, and with the trade deals, uh, you know, the main reason uh, jobs are moving overseas is because we can get cheaper products, which so many of us are happy to go to Walmart and get. I mean, one aspect of the trade deals that no one talks about is that we've no negotiated with the other countries to lower their tariffs on our goods. And m many jobs have been created for the U.S. people to export overseas because of those deals. Betsy, I know that you know about the FTAA. We've done several programs, sure. and you've been on a couple of them talking mm -hmm. about the FTAA. Is, does it give you any comfort that Trump has spoken out against it, whereas Hillary Clinton called it the gold standard? Yeah, I, 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 that's the one thing I agree with Mr. Trump about is that he's not that he's going to try to, to derail the TPP, and perhaps we won't get it passed in the lame duck Congress. So that's a good thing. It would be horrible for small farmers. 
um, which is the you know the, the group that I work with. Um, and so, yeah, I think that we need fair trade. We need trade deals that that have worker rights in them, that have environmental protections in them, that have you know all the things that make it a level playing field instead of in exporting our dirty industry to third world countries who are desperate for our dollars. And so, you know, if if you know if that's something that Mr. Trump can negotiate and negotiate well, I I'll be very happy. All right, we have time to take one last phone call and then we will do a go around as we finish up the program. Go ahead, Bill in Vinylhaven. Hi, I just wanted to uh make it clear that in in none of the three debates was there ever a question asked about climate change? That's right. And That's we've just elected a misogynistic, racist liar who doesn't even believe that the science of, of uh, climate change. Um, and on top of that, he's never held a, a political office. I mean, this country is in for a huge, huge wake-up call when, uh, when somebody that has never really talked about or elaborated what his policies are. How how is he going to bring steel making back to this country? How is he going to bring paper making back to the state of Maine when there isn't a market for it? I mean, it's it's it's, it's piped pipe dreams, and this is the guy we've elected. I, I think we're in for a huge, huge uh, change in our whole world. And thanks for doing this program. It's okay, Bill. He's got the same transition team that Hillary was going to use. So. I, I want to make a correction. I think I called the uh, TPP the FTAA. You the, did. Yeah, okay. It's all right. You I corrected you. me. And, <laughs> did you? Okay. And can I just say, um, I've, I've been uh, talking to Mills. I've, I've had that experience where I got to talk to, uh, for example, Lincoln, the Lincoln Paper Company up there. And from what I understand is the market's there. It's, it's not a question of is there a, a, a demand for the paper, but the energy coming into the Northeast and Maine, uh, it's, we, we don't have enough, and the prices are way too high for these, these, these mills to actually keep running. It's a tech, uh, tech, technology expense and an energy expense. Technology's sort of fixed, but uh, energy's a variable that we can, we can work out and it's not, it's not a supply and demand issue. Well, we have time for a go-around to give you each a couple of minutes to talk about. Maybe we'll start on this side with Renee since we started the other side uh, at the beginning. If you want to take a couple minutes to just give your final thoughts about uh, what this process has been like. Uh, several of you have been here since March, once or twice a month. And uh, where you're going from here in terms of politics. Are you going to go home, forget about this, and not think about it for another four years? Or are you going to stay politically involved? What's What are your plans? Yeah, hi, this is Renee. And, and I want to thank you, Amy, for inviting Inviting me on the show and and um, you know reaching out to the the, the other side so to speak I kind of kind of was bowled over that um, WERU asked the Republican Party to um, you know hand it you handed us a microphone and I appreciate that and appreciate um, you taking it and uh, I um, what was the question <laughs> <laughs> what, you gonna do? what, you yeah. what am I going to do next well I'll tell you what I um. I, I had an awakening back in 2007 or 8, somewhere in there. And, um, you know, and I'd love to not spend so much time on politics, but I've been very active ever since, and I'm sure I'm going to continue to stay active. I keep trying to step out, and I keep getting dragged back in I, um, cause, because I care. 
because I care. I don't know if I make a difference or not, but um, but I can tell you this: it's it, I. Please get involved with your political process. You will learn a lot, and you may, you know, um, participation. You know, I don't have a right to complain if I don't participate, and so it's been it's been a really good experience. I cannot believe that I actually have a picture of myself with a president elect. Now that just that's doesn't right. you have a picture of yourself. That Trump, doesn't right? happen by accident. Now that's you know that's just an aside. That's like no big deal, but um it's kind of weird. I, you have to I have to admit that's kind of weird. Um you know, we we may not have a perfect country, but we still have the best country in the world, and I I would like to see the American experiment um keep going. And I I would like to see our founding documents stay intact. I would like to see our rights remain intact. I, the Constitution observed and, um, you know, and enough of this globalist socialist agenda. This is what's ruining the war, the uh, this country. And, um, and I think, you know, President Trump, he might be a wild card, but... Um, I like his slogan, that's for sure. Let's make America great again. It's already great, though. That's the thing. Uh, we have to preserve what we already have, and I don't want to take up any Thanks, more time. Thanks, Renee. That's Renee Trust, Thomas White. Uh, so I keep saying today, like, I've been asked, you know, in the last couple of weeks, you know, what, what's next? What are you going to do when this election's over? And uh, frankly, hopefully it'll start snowing here shortly. I can start skiing or you know, uh, up in, at Sugarloaf <laughs> and get saddled back up and running. And uh, I'll have a good winter and take most of my time, and I won't have to worry about politics. Uh, but I'm, st- I'm the head of the College Republicans at the Academy, and uh, we'll be looking at CPAC, and that's a big conference uh, down in Washington, D.C. with conservative leaders. And that will be an interesting year uh, with a Republican-controlled Washington, D.C. So I'll be involved uh, there at the academy and uh, making sure keep you on. Know, things, things keep going, I guess. I'm yeah. keeping on. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Thomas. Ken Gleason. Yeah, I haven't thought much about it, to tell you the truth, other than this, uh, you know, what we're doing right here, the multipartisan exchange. I'd like to see a lot more of that going on. And maybe we can have some local brainstorming groups and what what things we might send on to uh, to Washington. I mean, I do think uh, there are definitely advantages to uh, Trump as a wild card. He's extremely independent, and uh, you know, I'm trying to be positive, and uh, and he may have some good things to do, and and especially if he's serious about listening to everybody and being the president. Or everyone, so I want to hold hold those feet to the fire if there's any way I can. Thanks. Thanks, Ken. Tim Wilson. Well, this is Tim Wilson for Belfast, and I, uh, you know, my interest is and always has been uh, working towards a healthy world of sustainable peace and prosperity for all of us, and uh, that entails lots of different things. But for the healthy world, I'll be watching. You know, what happens? Drill, baby, drill is not a long-term solution. I don't think peace. I think. Trump opens up a fighting chance for some new possibilities in the international place. But on, at home, you know, I do worry about social justice for people struggling to be free, like gay people. Um, and then on the prosperity side, I think, you know, we're going to see bigger and bigger corporations. We'll see more corporate power granted by the Supreme Court uh, 
by Republican nominees and instead of uh, strengthening small business, uh, which I think small business and entrepreneurship are found. So anyway, if you're interested more in following along uh, on that search for a healthy world of sustainable peace and prosperity, you can go to visionparty.org. It's visionparty.org. Vision okay. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. And Betsy Gerald, do you get the last word? So, yes. Yeah, so it's already started. I mean, uh, this morning I got two manifestos in my email about how we can move forward. Um, and I have already started planning campaign schools for um, the Red Sox Nation of Greens that will be um, will be convening in Boston to train people how to be um, how to run for office because that's what we need to do. We need to get um, progressive people into office to um, do that part of that holding the feet to the fire that needs to happen. Um, I think progressives need to come together. I think we need to, we've got a great um, opportunity here with a President Trump to organize, um, uh, use, use him as an organizing tool for, for progressives and, and bring them together and uh, move forward into the future that we would all like to see the socialist global future. <laughs> well, thank you all. Can I just say real quick, too, that... We're out of time, oh, so just okay. very, very quickly. I would, I would uh, to go with Ken, I would love to do this again, like having a, having a table talk about what's going right. on in the future, if that's something that WERU would Maybe it's something that we can do, talk so. about doing periodically. And also, we encourage you all to call in on our regular call-in shows, 10 o'clock in the morning on weekdays, and this is a regular weekly show. So, yeah, definitely, please still stay involved at the station because this, you know, political season may have ended for now, but all of the issues continue on. So thank you again all very much for being part of this process. And uh, again, my guests have been Renee Trust, Thomas White, Ken Gleason, Tim Wilson, and Betsy Gerald. We also had some other folks who joined us earlier at, as part of the panel, and we thank them for their participation, as well as John Greenman, who engineered the program. You've been listening to Maine Currents, independent local news, views, and culture. I'm Amy Brown. Join me here every Wednesday at 4 o'clock. I have no idea what we're going to do next week. <laughs> Usually I can announce that, but uh, you'll just have to tune in and see. But I do know what's going to be on tomorrow at 4.30 on Radioactive with Meredith DeFrancesco. She's going to have a climate justice activist talking about Donald Trump's platform on climate change and oil and gas drilling and a uh, as well as a, a, a Penobscot indigenous rights attorney talking about Standing Rock and the Wabanaki delegation out to Standing Rock. So that's tomorrow at 4.30 on Radioactive. Keep it tuned here to Community Radio WERU for Democracy Now! coming up next. And then jazz straight ahead. We are WERU-FM 89.9. No, no. Okay. Oh, that's right. We actually have some special programming. They'll tell you about that when I hand it back over to the studio. Uh, Community Radio WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. We've got some music coming up, so keep it here. Support for WERU comes from Maine Farmland Trust, a member-supported, nonprofit organization focused on reviving the working landscape and securing a future for farming in Maine. More information on protecting farmland and supporting farmers at mainefarmlandtrust.org. Community Radio, WERU-FM, has had a history of consistently stable listener support. This has enabled us to remain one of the most unique stations in the radio world. Few other stations share our diversity of programming, the creative freedom that we give programmers, and a commitment to local as opposed to syndicated programming. Your support allows us to remain the eclectic grassroots station we have always been. You enable us to continue our unique approach to radio, 
call us at 1-800-643-6273 or visit the website at weru.org. Support for WERU comes from Easterly Wine of Belfast, Maine, an independent enterprise that supports free speech, democracy, and independent media. The time is 5 o'clock, and you are listening to Community Radio, WERU-FM, 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and on the web at weru.org. Listener-supported and volunteer-powered, a voice of many voices. And this voice belongs to Matt Murphy, and I am joined in the studio. He never left, actually. John Greenman. I just changed seats, you know. It's a very changeable thing right here. Musical chairs. We're going to have music this afternoon. Yes, we hope everyone really uh, um, enjoyed and appreciated main Currents today. Uh, the number to call to, uh, you were probably listening and you didn't want to, uh, you know, tear yourself away. So now's the time you can do that by uh, calling 800-643-6273. I want to give you a, a quick update of the weather uh, for tonight. Isolated showers before 8 p.m. and then uh, partly cloudy with a low around 33. Chance of precipitation 20%. For tomorrow, mostly sunny with a high near 46. Northwest winds 5 to 10 miles an hour becoming southwesterly in the afternoon. Thursday night, mostly cloudy with a low around 40. And for Friday, Veterans Day, partly sunny with a high near 50. All right, well, let's get to the music here. We've had uh, some requests today. We have uh, had some folks looking for a little bit of music that um, speaks to some of their values, speaks to where their head's at, uh, maybe to where their heart's at, and uh, some music of... uh, Looking forward. And, we'll, and actually, we'll just give you a little preview. We're going to tell you about an event that's happening in Blue Hill, but let's listen to some music. Let's come together. All right. Here is uh, Bruce Coburn singing Pete Seeger's Turn, Turn, Turn. Thanks very much for tuning in. 1-800-643-6273. i 
time to every purpose under heaven. Time to build up, time to break down, a time to dance, a time to mourn, a time to cast away stone.